Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on Bent Notes is a Melbourne-based bass player, composer, improviser, educator and band leader who has been the recipient of a number of awards, including the inaugural PBS Young Elder of Jazz Commission back in 2011. Tamara Murphy has released nine albums, appears on over 30 recordings by other artists and has toured both Australia and overseas. In 2019, Tamara's Spirograph Studies Ensemble released their debut album, Kindness Not Courtesy, and this year we'll see the release of their second album, to be called Low Lights. It is my pleasure indeed to welcome back to Bent Notes, Tamara Murphy. Welcome back, Tamara. David, nice to be back. Of course, Tamara, it would help if I turned your channel on, wouldn't it? So let me do that again. Tamara, (laughs) welcome back. Um, Thank you for having me back. It's very nice to be here. Always a pleasure to have you on on Bent Notes, Tamara. Whilst preparing to chat with you tonight specifically about Spirograph Studies, I had a look at your website, tamaramurphy.com, and there's an item on your menu that's called Flipped Interviews, and it got me interested. What are flipped interviews? <laughs> I think they were one of the many byproducts for a lot of us that came out of the big lockdown last year, yeah. last year um, yeah. in COVID. You know, just being in the music industry for a long time, there's this thing that happens where when you're, especially when you're younger, you know, you put out an album and you get, you know, someone's like, great, we'd love to have you. Someone's going to come and ring you and interview you about your album or they're going to get you on the radio and you're like, great, this is so exciting to talk about my music. And you get on there and then they're like, so what's it like being a woman? And you're like, whoa, okay, cool. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about my music, but that's okay. We'll talk about that, sure. And then after many, many, you know, after 20 years or so of that, I was like, hang on, I feel like my male colleagues probably don't get the same questions (laughs) that I've been copying for a long time and being very polite and cool about. And I just thought it would be fun to uh, interview some of my friends and heroes but only ask them the most ridiculous questions that women have ever been asked in interviews. So things like, you know, where who looks after your kids when you're at a gig and, and things like that. And, yeah, what's it like to be a man in the industry? So obviously I've changed the genders to make it make more sense, but um, all of the questions that I ask in them are ones that have legitimately been asked to women and they're all cited if you go down the bottom can actually look at the original articles that where these questions were legitimately I do it as a joke but um, <laughs> these questions were legitimately asked of female musicians so I'm just sort of trying to have some fun and, and point out you know the fact that it's not always it's, it's you know always we're not treated equally unfortunately. I was absolutely thrilled reading reading through the interviews you've got there and intrigued with some of the answers. Some of your interviewees <laughs> dealt with it very seriously, while others really had nothing but fun with it. 
Oh, totally. It's, look, it's meant to be fun. Like, it's meant to be an inclusive way. Like, I feel like a lot of the gender debate ends up becoming a bit of us and them, and yeah. that's really not what we're going for, you know. And, and it's so wonderful having people who are, you know, seriously some of the finest musicians in the country. I've been, I'm very lucky to rub shoulders with occasionally. They've been very good sports and uh, been up for answering some of the questions, and it's, it's really fun. Well, I'd certainly recommend uh, anyone having uh, a look at the, your website, tamaramurphy.com, having a look specifically at the flipped interviews. They're well worth the time it takes to read them. And as you read through them and read these questions that have been flipped, it does it does stick out quite quite strongly that some of these questions are rather challenging and really probably <laughs> shouldn't have been asked to start with. Oh, totally. And it's one of those things, even for me, yeah, like when you, when it's happening to you, you're like, oh, this is a bit weird, but I'm, I'm lucky enough to have this interview, so I'm going to try and be cool about it. But then after many years, you're like, hang, whoa, whoa, hang on about, you know, this is, come on, you know, there's only so long that you can put up with it, I guess. I think it is getting better, yeah. I would say. But um, Certainly as I read yeah. through mm-hmm. them, Tamara, as a radio presenter, I was thinking to myself, no, did I, have I ever asked that question of Tamara or anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years now since the release of the debut album for Spirograph Studies, "Kindness Not Courtesy," which is a beautiful album, which we just heard a piece from. When did you know it was time for a new album? Well, actually, we recorded this two years ago. <laughs> at the, oh. In two thousand and nineteen, we did a a really nice tour. We got some funding, and we did a national tour, which was really exciting did like 14 gigs and we also went to New Zealand and did a couple of gigs there which was amazing and then at the end of that year I was like we've just come off the road I'm gonna let's go straight into the studio and record some of the new tracks we've been working on then COVID hit sound engineer just couldn't get into his studio in that time so it just sort of sat on ice for a number of months my you know I'm the one that's put it together like it's out as a band we've done it but it's sort of my baby I guess so I was just like, I'm, I'm in no rush. We'll just wait till he can get back into his studio and, and we'll, just, we'll do it right. So it's taken a little while, but it's finally pretty much ready, which is very exciting. And we're getting some vinyl press. We're just waiting for the vinyl to appear. Oh, very and then, nice. um, yeah, it's pretty cool. The album cover of the original album, Kindness Not Courtesy, is obviously some work of a spirograph. Are we having similar type artwork with the second album? No, actually, the, well, the first one. We've, I'm very lucky. There's a friend of ours, Cameron Robbins, who is an incredible artist. If you haven't seen his work, go check him out. He just does these beautiful things. The one on, on Kindness Not Courtesy, it sort of looks a bit spirograph-ish, but it's this beautiful wind machine that, like, it's this machine that goes out the window. It was done in Flinders Street, at Flinders Street Station, and it goes out the window, and part of it is caught by the wind, and it took about 12 hours, and it, at the other end is a pen and paper and it slowly drew that picture, which is the cover of our album. He's, yeah, he's incredible. And this, this new one actually is one I actually painted the new one myself oh. in the lockdown. So, oh, well done. So it's a whole different, it's just a whole different aesthetic and a whole different sort of look, yeah. I look forward to seeing the new album cover and hearing the album itself. In the pro-moment notes, you mentioned that Spirograph Studies steal from many genres. Now, what is it that you <laughs> yeah. steal? Is it a feel? Is it a riff? Is it a rhythm? <laughs> Does the thing that you steal have to be something that has excited you when you've heard it elsewhere? I think it's just that we, I mean, the, the term steal is very um, is very cheeky on my behalf as the person who wrote that. Because um, <laughs> the idea of stealing something implies that when you take it, the other person doesn't have it anymore. 
it's really just the idea that we pillage, you know, ideas from everywhere. And I think there's lots of ideas in the new album. Like we all listen, grew up listening to rock music and stuff. So I think there's lots of elements of rock and sonic things that are, you know, quite cinematic and large, even though there's lots of improvisational elements too, which are stolen from jazz. And so, you know, it's a very uh, broad sort of palette that we take our ideas from, I guess. Once you've got that composition ready to be played in your mind, the one that you've just written, and you've used those pillaged uh, aspects from those other genres, do you run it in the band just to see how it feels and then change it, or is it pretty much set the moment you print it off for the band to play? Oh, good question. I think I think a lot of it, a lot of them. By the time I bring them to the band, I try and be really clear about what I want sonically from people. But the brief with the band, because they're all incredible musicians. It's one of the first rules as a band leader, if you're if you've got any sense at all, is you book people that are better than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think that's what I've done. And is that you trust them and trust their musicianship and, and their aesthetic and, and their sonic sort of sensibilities. And so even though I, when I bring the tunes to the band, there's a very, very clear idea of what I want from people. At the end of the day, the rule is, look, if you're hearing something and it goes against anything I've previously said, just on in the moment, just go with your gut and do what you think is right. Because um, I trust all these musicians implicitly and... And uh, they just always come up with things that are just better than I could have thought of. So, yeah, it's a very, I feel very honoured to have them all in my band. Take the moment as it is. Use your lis- your deep listening to come up with something that works. Yeah, and it, and it's the whole idea of this band is sort of that we don't really do solo, so it's all about that live conversation. We're really in the moment and listening to each other. And and I think to really do that really well you have to you can't be thinking about what you're supposed to be talking about you know like if you're having a good conversation you're just listening and responding in the moment completely the first single from the brand new album is being released or being launched next sunday night it's being released on friday but it's being launched next sunday night lockdown permitting uh, or fingers and toes (laughs) crossed at the jazz lab presented by the melbourne jazz collective the album is called low lights and the single is called Antelope. Where do all these names come mm. from? <laughs> Antelope was just, I don't know, it was just, when I wrote the piece, it, it feels like I stole something a bit from sort of the new neo-soul side of things, which is sort of funny because it's really different to everything else that's in our repertoire. And I just had the name Antelope in my head for something and I just thought it would be cool. It just sort of fit, you know, it was like the idea of it being an interloper. I guess I like the, <laughs> the idea that just this sort of, it has this physical manifestation of something that looks a bit like an antelope as well. It's just my sense of humour, having some fun with language, really. I like and, that. Um, and <laughs> so that's where the name came from. But Low Lights is actually the name of one of the other pieces that is the title track of the album that comes out in October. And, yeah, it's just sort of this, uh, yeah, sort of like a rock, very low-key rock tune, but in some ways, I feel like that song, I mean, you haven't heard it yet. You'll hopefully all hear it in October. <laughs> but it's sort of the idea, I guess, that, you know, we talk about highlights of our lives. But I feel like as I'm getting older, there's a lot of the moments that I'm really treasuring are sort of the smaller moments and oh. those littler things, I guess. And I guess I like that idea that, yeah, it's the littler things, maybe not so much as the highlights, but lowlights are sort of... Yeah, special as well, I guess. Our, our appreciation becomes a little bit broader, doesn't it, as we uh, mature in, in our age and our experiences. 
Who will be well, perf- on a good day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who will be performing at the Jazz Lab next week? Yeah. So fingers crossed, as you said, that we get to actually do this gig put on by the co-op. We it'll be um, Cleo Renner is going to do a solo set. She's incredible singer songwriter. One of my favourite musicians. She's uh, I'm lucky to be in her band as well, and she's just beautiful. She writes these great songs. She's going to do a solo set before us. It's very not jazzy. It's you know she's a an incredible yeah sort of from that pop world, and she's just an amazing pianist and vocalist. And then we'll do a set after her as a band and launch the track. Superb. I'm looking forward next Sunday night at about seven thirty, whether the gig goes ahead or not, to playing Antelope right here on Joy and allow our, our listeners to hear the piece itself. The uh, I suppose it's the, the teaser for the rest of the album in a sense. It is. In fact, on uh, next Friday when the track, it'll be on Spotify and if you go to my website or um, Instagram, which is Biograph Studies, you can pre-save the track and all that stuff. And in fact, on Friday, you'll be able to do pre-orders and stuff for the oh, album and the vinyl as well. Oh, yeah. Excellent. More details and tickets for next Sunday night from jazzlab.club. More information about Tamara and the music that Tamara produces from tamaramurphy.com and Spirograph Studies on bandcamp.com. You're everywhere, Tamara. <laughs> I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me here on Bent Notes. I look forward to getting you in studio here at the Victorian Pride Centre in October sometime, around about the launch time for the album itself. Beautiful. Thank you so much, David. All good wishes for being able to have the launch gig next Sunday night to you. I look forward to chatting in the very near future. In the meantime, Tamara, I reckon we should go out with the title track from the previous album, Kindness, Not Courtesy, on Joy. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.